Welcome to another Kingdom Community Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Tonight, I want to share with you something that God put on my heart this week, and uh, I think it will help some people here tonight. How many people know that on the journey of life that we're on, where we are right now, it's not the end, but it is a culmination of everything that's gone before. Where you are right now is everything that has gone before in your life has got you to where you are right now. Now, you might not like where you're at right now. You might not think, gee, I have, I've made it, Nora. I haven't made it, or I don't like my life, or I don't like where... But all the things that have taken place are all part of your history, all part of where you are right now. Now, we can, in this life, we can either choose to regret all of that and live with that regret and go, oh, I hate my life and I hate what I've done and I hate where I've been and I hate all that sort of thing, or we can celebrate our life and go, you know what? God can do anything with all of this if I submit myself to him. In fact, there's a few scriptures that you might really find helpful. Romans 8 verse 28 says, For we know that all things work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. All things, everything that we've experienced in this life, all the trouble, all the turmoil, everything that has turned us upside down, everything that's got us to where we are today, God can use all of that and fashion it into something really good. And I believe that every single person here today ought to be able to walk out of here highly encouraged tonight, that you are on a journey and God is doing something amazing in your life. Amen? Let me read another scripture for you. Uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith... We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone say, peace with God. Who wants peace with God? Oh. Have you ever been in a situation where everything was just all over the place in your life and all you, all you wanted was peace? Peace. Wow. Imagine when that peace comes in, how you feel. Oh. Ever, have anyone ever felt that when the peace of God comes in? Where everything's going mad, everything's going crazy, and suddenly the peace of God just, you go, wow, that's amazing. That's what I need right now, yeah? It says here, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access. Everyone say Access. We've gained access. Access is like a door open. We're able to go through, right? Access by faith into the grace which we now stand. We stand in a grace. What does that mean? It's the gift. Grace is the word kardis. It's Greek. It means gift. God has given you a gift. And you're in God. And you have this grace that you now stand in. You stand in the gift of God. The gift of God is peace. The gift of God is hope. The gift of God is new life. The gift of God is a transformed life. The gift of God is this peace. 
and you now stand in that. You have access by faith to this grace in which you stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now there's a significant word there, hope. How many people know that hope is very important in this life? If you don't have hope, what have you got? You've got nothing if you don't have hope. If you live without hope, you live in despair. Because everything in life you look at as hopeless. If your life feels and seems hopeless, if all your circumstances seem hopeless and everything that you do is hopelessness, then hope is not there. But we who stand in grace can boast of this hope. Now, he's not going, you know, I've got hope you don't. It's not that kind of a boast. It's a boast of I have a hope. It's like an assurance. It's like, you know, when your football team, you know, goes to play and you put the jersey on when you're sitting in your lounge room at home and you go, I'm for this, you know. (laughs) There we go. We've got a football jersey right there, Australia. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Then he says, not only so, but also we also glory in our sufferings. Uh Uh-oh. I'm not sure we like that one. But here it says, he doesn't stop there. He doesn't say, we also glory in our sufferings, full stop. He goes, because, because we know that our suffering produces something, yeah? Our suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, he says, produces character. And character produces hope. We need hope. How many people want hope? Do you know how to get to hope? Via suffering, persevering, the building of your character that leads to hope. How many people know that you can't avoid suffering in this life? Now, we all suffer different. Some of us suffer big, some of us suffer a little. But everybody in our life, we can't avoid it. You can't, you can't escape the trials of life. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world that is ultimately devoid of hope. There is a hope, and his name is Jesus Christ. And as we step into relationship with Jesus Christ, we come into a new life that is full of hope. But in the process of stepping into that, we don't avoid suffering. We don't avoid the trials that come our way. And so in order to continue to head towards hope and to have hope as our safeguard and our safe place, we've got to push through suffering. Because you know what happens when you get stuck in suffering? Hope is gone. When you get stuck over here, when you get stuck in suffering, when how many people know that if you're suffering and then you give up? You don't get where you're going. Where things get really tough and you, I'm out of here. No, I'm not doing this anymore. It's too hard. The moment you put something in the too hard basket and you don't push through it to get to the other side, you know when you, remember how many people have studied in their life? Anyone ever studied? 
if you were like me, you might have studied and then got to the point where you go, I can't do this, and then give up, and then later on go, oh, man, I wish I'd continued with that. I did later on, but I went through a season where I was too interested in the stuff of this world, and so I had this opportunity that was given to me to study and to do something with my life, and I was actually training as a civil engineering draftsman. Now, can you imagine the kind of house I'd be living in right now if I had finished my training as a civil engineering draftsman back in 1986? Right? If I had finished that training back in 1986 and had passed my maths and my chemistry and physics, three subjects. I actually did eventually pass maths, but I tried three times to get there. So I had to do it three times. Um, so it was a six-month part of the course, and I did it in the first six months. I did it in the second six months. I missed the third six months, and I did it in the fourth six months, finally got it. But I, I tried chemistry twice, and on the second exam, I got 5%. Five out of 100. Do you want to know why? I'm embarrassed to say. Well, I didn't study, obviously. <laughs> because when the class was on, you know where I was? <laughs> no, I wasn't a drinker. I was a table tennis player. <laughs> and so I was in the table tennis room going hard at table tennis because I wanted to be the best. <laughs> and I should have been in the classroom. And uh, so I didn't finish being, becoming a draftsman back in 1986. For, fast forward three years and I went to Bible college and I did four years and I actually passed. They gave me 51% for my Greek exam. And the, and, the, and the lecturer wrote on there, I'm only giving you this because I can't bear to fail you. <laughs> but I got through, Josh. And that's, the, that's a good thing, brother. Yes? Amen. Come on. You see, if we're heading towards hope and we get caught in suffering, we get caught in the stuff of this life, we get caught in no man's land and we press the pause button on life or the pause button on whatever we're doing or, or we press the eject button, I'm out. I'm not going to go through this. It's too hard. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's, you know, if you're going after something, you've got an opportunity in front of you. But in order to get there, you've got to push through. And that pushing through is perseverance. And perseverance must do its job in our life. We, we need to choose that. You know, when you become a Christian, we have a hope that gets instilled in our heart, but it's not a hope that says, from now on, everything's going to be perfect. That's just ridiculous. I mean, be nice if it was like that, you know, if Jesus said, hey, come to me and I'll make your life perfect. You know, you'll look shiny every day. You'll have lots of money in your bank. You know, I've heard preachers who say that. It's not true. Trust us, who are planting churches. <laughs> you don't have lots of money in the bank. But the reality is, is that 
when you give your life to Christ, it's not about having a perfect life. It's not about even having everybody around you suddenly change to be just the way you want them to be. That's not the hope either. It's like, it's like when you get married, it's like you get married and you go, can you imagine marrying someone going, my only hope is that you turn out better than you are. <laughs> like, that'd be terrible. Like, you know, it's like, I just pray for you every day that one day you'll be just like me. You know, <laughs> that's not what we hope for either. The hope that we have is that no matter what happens, God is with us. And God is for us. No matter what happens in our life, God is with us and God is for us. No matter what mistakes we make, no matter how many times we press the eject button, no matter how many times we press the pause button on our life, God is still for us and he still loves us and he's still with us. But the problem is that when we do that, you know what ends up happening? We go around that mountain and we keep going around exactly the same place. How many people know what it's like to have, back in the old days, remember, remember vinyl records? Remember when, when a record got stuck? So you're listening to a song and it's going beautifully, but then there's someone, one of the kids has scratched it. But then when the, when the needle gets to the scratch, it's like, and, and it won't move forward. It won't go past. And you're like sitting there and going, and you're sitting there listening to this beautiful, and then you hear this, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> that just ruined the moment, you know. But the thing is, that's what life is like. When you press the eject button, when you press the pause button on the journey and you say, it's too hard, I'm not pressing through. It's like bailing on your studies when all you have to do is get to the end and have that certificate and then you've got it for the rest of your life. Once you got it, no one can take it away. If you're doing a trade as a young person and you get that certificate, no one can ever take that away. It can't be stolen because you've got it. But if you don't push through to the last... You know, I hear so many people who bail two, three months before their final. You're thinking, what's going on? And then at the end of the day, they fear failure so much that they don't want to get to the end and find out that they weren't good enough. So they bail before that to save their heart from the... But the problem is that you just don't know because I thought I was going to fail Bible college and I didn't. <laughs> you know? God is good. Well, the lecturers kind of helped, you know. It was good. But you see, the suffering leads to perseverance if you push through. Perseverance, it says here in, in Romans chapter 5, perseverance leads to character building, right? So, how many people know that if you're stuck going around the same place, it's quite often because our character is a little bit too immature to help us to make the decision we need to make to go to the next place. Some people, they walk out of relationship after relationship after the relationship. They walk out of church after church after church. They walk out of job after job after job because something went wrong and they press the eject button, right? Press the eject button, you're out. But you know what happens is the moment you get into the next job, exactly the same thing is going to happen. It has to happen. Why? Because God will not stop it from happening you have to stop it from happening. The only way you can stop it from happening is pushing through 
that moment and learning what you have to learn in order to get to the next place. And then suddenly, as you're going around that mountain, suddenly it's like the record continues to play and then you get a bit higher. And then it continues to play and you get a little bit higher. It continues to play and you get a little bit higher. And you start to rise up in this life. But the only way you can get there is if you continue the cycle. It's a hope cycle because we're heading towards hope. Right? But if we get stuck in the sufferings of life and the turmoil and the rough stuff and we press the eject button, you know what we get? We get stuck in a cycle of despair. And it's hopelessness. There's no hope there. We're just going around and around facing exactly the same thing over and over and over and over and broken record over and over and over again. And you know what? You can get to 50, 60, 70 years of age and still have the same record going on. And you only need to go to a few suburbs in this country, in this town, in this city, and you see people who are stuck. And it's just going over and over exactly the same thing. And every day they're going through the same thing. Why? Because no one ever showed them how to persevere through their pain to rise up and to push forward and to believe in themselves and actually allow their character, which is your maturity, to rise. When your maturity starts to rise, what happens? You end up in a place called hope because you've pressed through the hard place. You've learned a lesson. I learned some lessons. I, I went bankrupt a number of years ago. I was pretty bad with money. I had to learn that lesson. I learned the hard way, unfortunately. I had to go bankrupt in order to... Well, I didn't have to. It was just the, the easy choice because the, the debts were so high that if I didn't, I would continue to almost choke. Have you ever been in a situation where it just feels like life is choking you? <laughs> you ever been there? That's where I was. But it was because I'd made a bunch of very bad decisions over a long period of time when it comes to money. So I went bankrupt. But as I came out of that, a few things changed. First of all, I no longer had credit cards, <laughs> which is a good thing. Still don't have credit cards. Sheik and I have chosen not to have credit cards. We actually don't have debts at the moment, which is praise God. But it was, it was a long journey. because So what I had to then learn to do was I had to learn how to pay my bills and to live in such a way that I don't get, continue to get stuck and then press the eject button. And what I used to do in order to press the eject button was use my credit card. I'll just pay for that. I'll get over it. Oh, I really like that. I don't have the money for that. I'll just buy it on credit and I'll pay it off later. Bad decision, right? Because if you don't have enough money to live on and you go buy something on credit, you'll never pay it off. And the bank, wow. You know what? Credit rates are right down at the moment, the interest rates. But back in the day, I remember having a credit card was fetching 15, 16, 17% per annum. Uh, $45,000 worth of debt. And it was killing me. Literally. It was going up by the month. And I like, oh, I got... So now we're in a situation where I've learned, because what happened was I pressed through the suffering stage, the 
turmoil stage, the really awkward, bad stage of that journey to go, I need to learn how to fix this. And so I sat down with a few people who are a little bit smarter than me when it comes to money. I said, what do I do? And they gave me a few tips. One of them was, and which is great because it's what we do in our church finances here at, at, at uh, Kingdom Community Church as well, is that every time we get money in the bank, we pay a little bit off all our debts. When I say debts, I mean debts that will become debts if we don't pay them off. So electricity account, we put a little bit off every month. Vodafone, phone, mobile phone account, payer, you know. I actually have five accounts on this because I pay for my daughters as well. How's that? I pay for my daughters to have a phone, but what I do is I pay $75 a fortnight and I just continue to be on, above it, you see, and I never get a bill from Vodafone and so this is the way I've learned to do it. So I had to push through and my character developed to the point where now I'm actually able to stay on top. And you know what we're doing? Some of you already know. This week, Sheck and I went to a mortgage broker and said, hey, we want a loan because we want to buy a house. Yay. Hey! Now, we say yay because we believe in God, right? <laughs> but there's kind of like a miracle moment that needs to happen between here and there. <laughs> Because we'd actually, although we don't have debts, we don't have any money in the bank. So we want to buy a house with no money, right? So, but we do pay rent and uh, we do own a block of land out in the country. So there's a few things in our favour. It just has to all line up. And we believe in God for it. But we could never have got there if I hadn't gone through those first few stages to get to the place where now we can actually hope for something. And uh, I've got to tell you, it's a good feeling to know that you've pushed through that cycle and you've got to the other side of it. But how many people know that those cycles, they don't just come in ones and twos, they come sometimes in threes and fours and fives. And you can have a cycle going on in your marriage, you can have a cycle going on in your workplace, you can have a cycle going on in your finances, you can have a... In every area of your life you can have it and you're juggling all these things you know you've got the turmoil you've got to push through you've got the suffering you've got the awkward phase of life you've got to push through you've got to persevere you've got to get out the other side into hope but you know what every every one of those when you submit them to the Lord and you trust God with them and you push through young fellas when you push through to education and learning in this phase of your life you'll never regret it Later on, if you do. Luke, I know you've, you're actually doing a course at the moment, aren't you? No, you, you're still in it, bro. Community service, all right. So we'll have a talk later. <laughs> but you see, here's the thing. Someone pays for you to do a course, you've got to finish it. Don't press the eject button. Why is that? Because once you've finished it, you've got the thing, and then you can go and get yourself a job, and then you can get out of the cycle that you're in. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we've got to do. In every area of life, we've just got to push through to get to the next phase. And, and this is the, the cycle of hope. I want to read to you a scripture. Um, Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 to 20. It says, when God made his promise to Abraham, so he's talking about the, 
the promise of God, the initial, you know, when, when God and, and Abraham first had that encounter and God said, I will make you, you know, your, your descendants will be like the stars in the sky and, and they will be blessed for generations, etc., etc. All these amazing blessings. So when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater than him to swear by, he swore by himself. God can't swear by anybody else, so he's going to swear by himself. I will surely bless you and give you so many descendants, he said. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what he was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. But God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to his heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. Now, when God makes an oath with you, he's not going to back down. When God makes a promise, he's not going to fail in his promise to you. When God says, I'm going to make you a blessed person, he will not back down on his promise. But, but we have a part to play. All right? Okay, so because God wanted to make his unchanging, he made an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled. Now, this is New Testament church. Do you remember that there was all the persecution. Christians were being sawn in two. They were being thrown to the lions. They were being ripped apart. That was a time when Christians were having a touch. Remember a few years ago when ISIS was running through the Syria and Iraq and chopping heads off and all that sort of stuff? They were experiencing very similar atrocities to what was happening here. And so the writer of the Hebrew says, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf and he has become the high priest forever. This is Paul talking to the Hebrew church about things that they understood. But in order to bring it back to us, let me just say this. There's a hope that is so incredible that is based on the promise of God. First of all, to Abraham, now to us through Jesus Christ, that God will never leave us, he'll never forsake us, he'll never abandon us, he'll always be with us, he'll get us through every circumstance, no matter what happens in our life, if we trust him, he'll get us through and he'll make all the tough stuff work out on our behalf so that everything that we've been through right from the beginning of our life, right till now, God can use for his glory in our life. Some of you folk have had some atro an amazingly atrocious things happen in your life. And I can't imagine what it would have been like to have gone through some of the things that some of you have gone through. But let me tell you something. God can use all of that to bring about good in your life if you trust him. And to get to a place where hope is your number one thing and you're gravitating always around hope, you've just got to remember, don't eject. Don't push the button. Don't get out when the going gets tough. Push through it. Stay the course. Keep your eyes fixed on God. Don't give up. Don't stop attending church. Don't stop having people around you who speak life into your existence. 
Make sure that as you're a part of that journey of having people around you who keep you accountable to that journey, having friends who want to build you up rather than tear you down, having people around you who love you and want the best for you. And as you do that, you'll find that you'll have the courage to keep going when everything is going wrong around you. The last thing you want to be you want to hear when things are going wrong is God's building your character. God's doing a deep work in you, brother. <laughs> that's the last thing you want to hear. Even if it's true, that's the last thing we want to hear. What we want to hear, what we need to hear is, hey, I know it's tough, hey, but God's got your back. God's with you. Come on. Build one another up and encourage one another in the journey, yeah? We can get to a place where we live in hope constantly. When we live in a place where we can constantly have hope, despite our circumstances, how we push through. We have a determination when we get up in the morning rather than saying, I can't do this, we say, by Christ, I can. And we push through and we just keep on going. If you want to get out of the rut, if you want to stop going on that circuit, if, if you want to see yourself in a different place in five years' time, in 10 years' time, in 20 years' time, in 30 years' time, then I guarantee you, if you stay the course of the upward journey in God, you'll get there. And hope will be a part of that journey. Amen? Amen. All right, I, w- I want to pray for some folk. Um, so I just want to, I want you to take a moment as I wrap up. I just want to pray. And uh, so can I encourage you just to take a, take a few deep breaths right now. <laughs> God can fix that. Because there's a few people in this room who've had that in the past. I want, to, I want to encourage you, just take a deep breath and just sit with the Lord just for a moment. Maybe right now you're in a position where you really do need to have courage to stay the course. Maybe everything's going wrong right now and you just feel like you want to press the eject button. I just want to pray for you. I want to believe with God, with you. That you'll stay the course and you'll come out the other side in a place where God has determined for you to be. So I want to invite you right now, just to, right where you are, just to submit your journey once again to God. Say, God, just be real. God is tough right now. I don't know what to do. I don't feel that I've got the strength. Sometimes I don't feel like I've got the courage. I feel like giving up, God. I just want to get off this merry-go-round. If that's you, I just want you to just sit in that moment as you just declare that to God and say, God, I ask for your strength 
to invade my life right now. To fill me up with your power. Fill me up with courage. Fill me up with hope. Thank you, Lord. I need you right now, God. I choose this day, Lord, to stay the course, to press through, to find my hope in you. If there's anything in me that needs to change, if there's character that needs to develop, show me what I can do, what decision I need to make. Give me strength, Lord. Do a new work in me today, I pray. I give myself once again to you. I want to start again, again. I thank you for your courage that you put in me. I thank you for your faith that you put in me. I thank you for your love that you put in me. I thank you for hope. And I choose to stand in hope tonight. you need a fresh touch from God tonight I'd like to pray for you if you'd like to come out the front let me pray
Thanks for listening. This has been another Kingdom Community Church podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, go to www.kingdomcc.com.au.